Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 35 for Friday 21st January 2011. Sales and Evangelism at Lotus, the Vice President's View. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by TomTom. Check out the brand new TomTom Fire Live 120 with built-in HD traffic, speed cameras, hands-free calling and much more. Details are at thisweekinlotus.com slash TomTom. Well, hello and welcome to This Week in Lotus, episode 35. We're back again for another week of uh, conversation and discussion about all things Lotus, the community, events, uh, products, releases, and all that kind of thing. Uh, so once again, I'm joined by Darren Duke. Hi there, Darren. Good morning, Stuart McIntyre. How are you? I am very, very good. Thank you. Uh, enjoying sort of a week before Lotosphere, a bit of a pause to kind of catch up and make sure all the preparation's done. How's your week been? Well, I was I was hoping it was going to be the calm before the storm, but it just seems to be the storm before the storm. <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm I'm here fueled by Starbucks coffee and dream, dreaming of pretzel cookies and and lotus fig goodies like that. Oh, okay. I I, I can think of better things to do, but if that's what floats your boat, knock yourself out. That's uh, good. Uh, people either love them or hate them on the last day of Lotus Fair. So um, we uh, had a really, really good conversation yesterday, didn't we? Which um, with Sandy Carter, who's a VP of Lotus. Um, we're going to play that now. Um, we we got to discuss all sorts of things around her new role and and how she combines sales and evangelism and and looking forward to Lotus Fair as well. Any any takeaways from that conversation? I think she is a phenomenal person to have the word evangelist in her name. She really is excited about absolutely everything. <laughs> absolutely right. And I think it's going to be um, great to have somebody with as high a profile as Sandy has at the um, the helm of the, the Lotus Sales organization. So um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll pipe that in now. So enjoy the conversation with Sandy. When, when that's finished, we're going to come back and uh, kick on with the rest of this week in Lotus. So enjoy. Well, today we're joined by Sandy Carter of IBM. Hi there, Sandy. How are you guys doing? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Yeah, hello to you. Um, so it's great that you've uh, been able to come on the podcast. We, we want to speak to you, obviously, in advance of Lotosphere. Just about 10 days to go now until, until Lotosphere kicks off. And you've taken on a new role in IBM um, looking after Lotus, haven't you? Do you want to talk us through what your job title is and what that role involves? Absolutely. Uh, I'm really thrilled to be here. And my focus will be on a couple of things. Lotus, of course, because that's the brand that we have and a very strong brand in the IBM Corporation. But I will also be looking after our social business category. 
Um, it's an IBM initiative, not just a Lotus initiative, but one that Lotus will help lead. And it's really going to be about helping businesses take advantage of all the social techniques, social media, um, communities, everything that exists out there to make themselves more competitive and help them outperform. And the really cool thing is that I get to do sales and evangelism for both of those topics. So, so from a from a Lotus standpoint, I think everyone who listens to this podcast should hopefully understand what it means by a social business. But with with the other brands inside of IBM, with this being an IBM initiative, how how are you kind of explaining it to them? Yeah, so we believe a social business is one that is a business that's engaging. So that would mean engaging with its customers, engaging with its partners, engaging with its governments based on where it is in the world. Um, it's a what I would consider a company who wants to listen and who uses co-creation and crowdsourcing and almost everything they do, product development, customer support, um, lots of examples out there. The second characteristic of a social business is one that's transparent. So meaning that it is boundaryless. It's very open and sharing information as well. So if you think about what social media has done, no longer do you, you know, do one message for the press and one message for your customers and one message for your partners because everything is open. And therefore, you need to be a company that's transparent and boundaryless. And then the final characteristic of a social business is one that's very nimble. Um, and that's not just agile, but flexible enough to want to see into the future, to predict trends, to kind of um, understand where the customers are going, maybe even before they know they're going there, um, you know, aka like an Apple, to really be able to deliver the greatest customer value, partner value, ecosystem value that's possible. So if you think about it, it's taking all the social media, all the techniques, and applying those to business but not just in a consumer way, but also in a very strong B2B way as well. And, and over time, it, is, it, is it the philosophy or the goal of, of IBM to maybe blur the lines between what we consider consumer social interaction and what we consider business interaction? So let's take Lotus Connections, for instance. It, it's, it's pretty much the standard now for internal uh, social context for organizations but it's difficult to get connections external in, 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 in teams and communities build around that. So is the idea to kind of morph or blur the line between the two? Absolutely. And it's to combine them and uh, really use things like connections that have typically been internal to combine it with external. So if you think about um, Arrow, Arrow is one of our value-added distributors in our overall ecosystem. They're now using connections to connect their partner community, huge partner base. So let's say in Europe, it's mostly security partners that they uh, leverage, and they'll use connections to broaden that ecosystem. Um, in addition, there are things like Cognos's new announcement of Consumer Insight that will filter in information from a variety of sources, Facebook, Twitter, connections, communities, and as they do that, it will track sentiment. So not just of the consumer communities, but also the broader base of communities that allow them access in as well. So it's really, um, in my mind, it's really about 
combining the social techniques, and that includes mobile, that includes location-based services. So if you think about Lotusphere, we'll be leveraging Gowalla, um, which is a location-based service as well. It, it's really about capturing all the social techniques, gaming, mobile, location-based, communities, networking, connectiveness, um, connecting those all together. And I don't know if you knew this, um, Forrester has something called the Groundswell Awards. These are um, like the best of the best companies who are leveraging social techniques to drive their business. And uh, two winners were announced to actually leverage connections in what they do. Our own IBM Developer Works, who create a community for 8 million developers, which is external. And all of that is built on connections, um, resources in multiple languages, Chinese, Japanese, Russian, and they get a million visitors a month, 400,000 active profiles, 800 bloggers. Um, and we use that, IBM, as a social business. And we save $100 million a year from leveraging that. But think about all the goodwill and the connectedness, the transparency, the engaging that we get to do on that. Um, another company who leverages connection is um, CMEX. And CMEX is a company that makes building materials. And what they do is they use it as an internal collaboration platform called Shift to collaborate with uh, forums and wikis across their employees. So they have 200 communities across all their 20 countries to share ideas. So you can think about this as like an idea jam. And so as you see, Connections is becoming very popular, both internal both and external as well, and winning awards for its great social business aspects. And, and, and I do love the, the, the Cognos sentiment tracker. Um, when, when I saw the announcement on that a few, a few months ago, I almost installed it so I could track the sentiment of what people thought of me. But I would constantly be hitting refresh. Um, do they like me now? Do they like me now? Do they like me now? That's great, but Sandy. That... And, and you mentioned the CMEX um, case study. There's a really good video on YouTube, isn't there, that, that covers that case study. And, and the customer talks about how they've used connections and leveraged that to, to really improve their business. So, um, again, it's great to see IBM using social to talk about the social work you're doing. It's, it's great to see all those synergies coming together. You mentioned in your job title, Sandy, that uh, you cover both sales and evangelism. And I think that's a really interesting mix because I typically think of IBM sales um, departments and folks as being you know, heads down, you know, quarter driven, dealing with quotas and cadence calls and all those kind of things, which seems very different to being out there and evangelizing. So how are you going to mix those two roles together? a great question. So, you know, it's really interesting. If you look at the mix in social business and Lotus, and you think about running this business, this business is driven by the ecosystem. So lots of partners that you need to make sure are selling on your behalf, selling the value that you bring. It is um, undergoing a transformation, right? Let's face it. I mean, as we as an industry move into social business and really applying more of these social techniques, we're undergoing transformation. And what that calls for um, is really more than just technology. It calls for some organizational cultural change. If you think about transparency, that's not just about the technology. That's about the way you view who you are as a company. Engaging, same thing. And so we felt that in this role, it really required a mix of marketing. I've been a CMO for both the Tivoli uh, organization as well as WebSphere. It involves a real focus on the ecosystem. That was my previous role, uh, really 
you know, harnessing the great talent of our partner community. And it involves transformation. And if you think about what those three things really are, it's about evangelism. It's about getting out there, getting the partners fired up, under, helping the clients understand the transformation on social business and how Lotus and Cognos can assist in that. Um, and so, you know, if you think about it, it's a natural connection based on who Lotus is and the value that they bring to the clients and the transformation that we're undergoing right now uh, in social business. That makes sense. Yeah, it certainly does. And so you'll continue to blog and tweet and uh, author books and all the things you've done in the past in this new role as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, you know, as I talked with, um, you know, Steve Mills and Mike Roden, two of our top senior vice presidents, Robert LeBlanc, and they all said, "Can't think of anybody more perfect for the role because." You not only want to sell it and evangelize it, you believe it, you live it. I mean, it's who I am. I love doing it. It's not made up. It's not something I do for my job. It's part of who I am. So one of the complaints that, that we usually level at IBM, both on this podcast and probably on our respective blogs, Stuart and myself, is, is the lack of public evangelists. Uh, in, inside of a Lotus brand, you know, we have Ed Brill, we have Mary Beth Raven. Um, is is one of your, part of your job to maybe bring some other people? Because since Alan Leposky left, I don't think we've had any new ones. Can you think of any, Stuart? No, I guess not. Luis, but beyond that, I'm kind of struggling. Yes, I mean, I think that's one of the big parts of what we want to do um, here around social business. So if you think about um, Alistair and team, it, it's about getting evangelists and really talking about the transformation that we have ahead of us in helping clients see the value of social business. So absolutely, and not just IBMers, but you know, we'll look for external, external folks as well. There's going to be a major um, social business jam coming up that will be not only internal but external across the board to solicit input and hopefully find some of those tippers in the community as well. Great. And, and back back to the sales hat again. I appreciate you wearing these different hats. Um, I, I, IBM and, and the Lotus brand in particular has seen a good long run of, of really good returns. You know, it talked about 18 quarters of, of double-digit growth and so on that, that was discussed a while ago. And then you've had maybe a tough year or so with some less impressive figures. Um how do you see it going as we move ahead? You know, the, the economy is, is picking up, generally speaking. Do you see Lotus going back into growth? And, and you know, how, how, do you, how are you going to take the fight to the opposition in, in your new role? Well, you know, we just released our earnings yesterday. And, um, you know, IBM did quite well with growing the top line, which is what the market loves. And, you know, our view is that social business is a huge category, a huge opportunity ahead of us. And with Lotus and the team, um, you know, helping to lead this, we see a lot of opportunity in the future. And it's going to take, you know, clients showcasing their references, like we just talked about with CMEX. It's going to take a lot of evangelists, both inside of IBM and outside, to continue that great growth that we saw last year continue into 2011. Okay, it sounds great. Uh, you know, hopefully we're looking ahead to to you know impressive things happening this year. It's, it's certainly looking forward to seeing things at Lotusphere this next week in terms of, of what's going to be announced and where we go from there. So previously you were um you've been uh, in a v, VP role with dealing with partners like Darren and myself. You've also been a VP of, of Websphere. What difference have you found coming into the collaboration space? Is there anything that's surprised you about Lotus and and the kind of community around it, or, or is it much the same as you've seen before? 
You know, I think there's a couple of things that I find um, really cool. And uh, the first thing is the senior team at Lotus. They are much more collaborative than than other teams that I've worked with. Now, I know that sounds kind of hokey because they are collaboration. <laughs> but, um, you know, I attended some of the first investment review board meetings and I watched Alistair and Kristen and Doug and the whole team very collaborative, much more co-creation, much more, you know, crowdsourcing. Let's see what the partners say. Let's see what the clients say than any other group I've been in in IBM. And I've been with IBM for almost 20 years. So I think that's a big difference. The other difference that I love is the energy and the enthusiasm, um, the support for Lotus that comes from the partner community. Um, bar none of all the partners that are out there, the ones that are most, I would say, dedicated, loyal, you know, bleed yellow are the Lotus partners and the partner community. And so, you know, if I look at the two biggest things I see different, it's the energy, the passion and enthusiasm, of course, what we're going to need for social business, as well as this whole collaborative spirit that's in the Lotus team itself that really, I think, enables us as an organization to move forward um, as, a, I guess, an ecosystem, not just organization, but an ecosystem, too. And, you know, um, if you think about it, um, moving forward and talking about, you know, are you going to have more evangelisms? Given the culture and the heritage inside of this Lotus Senior team, I think that's just going to be a natural outreach or these, you know, evangelists and using social business jams to really take this to the next level. I mean, even think about, you talked about, you know, the new Cognos Consumer Insight. I mean, what an awesome product. And, you know, bringing that into social business and allowing the Lotus partners and others to be able to sell that. You'll see some great and exciting announcement at, at Lotusphere around this and the Social Business Forum, which is hosted right there at Lotusphere. So, sorry, I'm very excited by this because I love the, the, the just everything about this new, new job and new area. And, and, and I'm, I'm pretty famous for asking the difficult questions. So I, I do have one. Uh, and, and this kind of pertains to the, to the sales side of, of, of your job. And that is, I've, I've been involved with, with Lotus stuff for, for pretty close to two decades now. And what we always see out of the gate, excellent set of products, market leading, knocks the socks off, Gartner's got a quadrant and you guys are the only one in it. It happened that way with Domino, it happened that way with Same Time, it's happening that way with Connections. But over the years, IBM or, or Lotus seems to fall into the fallacy that we, because we were the best at the beginning, we will continue to be the best without necessarily innovating. And by this, I'm thinking same time specifically. It was, was a lot of difference between release times and same time. And eventually, the competitors like OCS took over in, in terms of features. So how, what is the expectation of both the customers, of the partners, and IBM as themselves that, that, that this won't happen in the social business realm with IBM? Well, you know, I don't, I don't really know about the history there, so you, you kind of got me. Although I'm looking at your picture thinking, two decades? Looks like you're pretty young for two decades. You must have started uh, of, when you were... Oil, oil of all their works. <laughs> oil of all their works. You know, I don't know about the past, but I can tell you that the, you know, the marketing team, the development team, all the way up to Alistair are committed to being, uh, you know, leading edge where customers add value. So I would expect, no, I would, I would assert that the Lotus team, the whole area of social business, that you're going to see leadership products, leadership um, features and functions and coming out very, 
Very much. And I would say rapidly. I would say as the market can consume it, because that's really what this is about, right? It's not about he or she who just gets out there with the first feature, but it's the first feature product that customers can actually use and drive real business outcome, right? And that's what a social business is, one who outperforms their competitors, not the one who has the coolest gadgets that's available to them, right? Oh, damn. That's what I build. So looking ahead to Loadsphere, Sandy, what, what, what's your involvement in Loadsphere? Are you presenting at the OGS or any of the other major sessions there? Yes. I. Um, well, we have a great business development day. So I told you about the importance of the ecosystem to this whole Lotus social business area. And that's on Sunday. We've got a great set of partners coming. And not just Lotus partners. We've got a lot of partners coming in from Cognos. You know, if you talk about social business and the things we've been uh, talking about bringing them into the fold, as well as some um, ECM partners coming in. So we have a great day there. Mike Roden, our senior vice president, will define social business, and Alistair will talk about the transformation and how all the Lotus products fit in and the great confidence that IBM has um, placed on Lotus to lead such an amazing transformational effort for the IBM Corporation. And then on Monday, I'll have a little sneak peek roll. And then, of course, I, I can't even tell you, my calendar is crammed. I got another 40 customer requests yesterday for one-on-ones and, of course, all the great Lotus parties and, um, you know, luncheons and dinners and everything. So I'm going to be busy. So you'll probably see me walking around, um, you know, sleep-deprived, the entire Lotus sphere and social business forum that's there. And you guys, are you, do you guys know about the social business forum that's there at the same time? I've heard of it, but if you can fill us in uh, on the details, that'd be great. I believe this is a, a sort of a group of sessions for business executives and business leaders to attend. Is that right? That's right. And business partners and both of you guys come and blog about it. Um, you know, Darren and Stuart, you guys should come because it, it, it is, I think, you know, something that you want to be a part of. It's a start of something special. It's a start of something that every customer will have. Maybe not right away if they're not as, you know, um, earthbreaking, but they will have as, as time goes on. So we've got Mike Roden, our senior vice president. We also have John Awada, our chief marketing officer and chief transformational officer for IBM, who started, you know, a lot of the social business efforts that we've had at IBM. Um, it's, it's really is a C-level event. So we're really talking about not as much the technology, but we're talking about social business and the business aspects. What's going to change in your culture? What's going to change in your processes? What do you need to get ready for? And how can you capture those for competitive advantage? So it's a must-attend event. It's something that, you know, you don't want to pass up on for sure. So both of you, I expect to see you there, right? <laughs> Wearing your yellow wigs, front row with me, right? <laughs> I need to go buy a yellow wig now. That, that sounds quite interesting. What? You don't have a yellow wig? That amazes me. No. I was talking to Joyce Davis yesterday of, uh, of the IDC group there, and, and she was saying she's got a, a big yellow and black wizard's hat to wear at Low Sphere, so I'm sure there'll be all sorts of yellow clothing <laughs> doing the rounds. So uh, that sounds great, and I believe that anybody who's got a full pass to Low Sphere can attend that, um, sessions on, on that social event, uh, and obviously you can, you can pay just to get into that event as well. So plenty of options for people who want to learn more about social business at, at Low Sphere. And, also- and is, that, is that the one that's at the Yacht and Beach Club? Yes, it's at the Yacht and Beach Club. Yeah. And again, you, you definitely don't want to miss it. it. It is for, you know, it's, it's going to be geared at sea level. So don't expect the bits and the bites. We're really talking about the transformation, the business elements. That's really what we're, we're walking through at that event. And again, you don't want to miss it. I mean, John Awada, you know, our CMO coming to Lotus here, 
first time in a long time that that's ever happened. Sounds good. We'll make, we'll make sure we're there. Uh, so that's tremendous. And there's obviously a, a lot of social sessions on, on the bits and the bites as well. So there's a good mix there for people who, who want to attend. They're obviously in, in the main agenda and the business, uh, sorry, best practices tracks and so on too. So um, if, if you had one message to, to give to the Lotus community, um, you know, as we go through 2011, what would it be, Sandy? I would say the message would be um, be part of the transformation and the future of Lotus and of social business. I think that Lotus has some outstanding technology and the whole social business introduction enables us to take that technology and apply it in a powerful business way, more than we've ever done in the past. That's great, Sandy. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited about Lotusville. I know a, a lot of people are really, you know, excited about what's going to be announced there particularly around social business and how IBM kind of links that into some of the traditional side of Lotus around Domino and Notes and so on Project Vulcan and all of that going on so it's going to be great to, to see you there at the conference and, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time out to take part in the podcast today. If people want to get in touch or follow you Sandy how do they do that? Um, yes if people want to get in touch with me you can do the old fashioned email scarter at us.ibm.com you can tweet me, which is probably my preference, at Sandy underscore Carter. You can also go visit my blog, Social Media Sandy. Blog and comment and share your ideas. Crowdsource. Let me know what we need to do. Um, the great thing is I'm here to listen. I want to understand what we need to do to take this great brand and concept to the next level. Okay, that's great, Sandy. Thank, thank you again so much for taking part, and, uh, and we'll see you in Orlando. I'll see you in Orlando. I can't wait. Okay, bye for now. Bye. And we're back. So thanks to, to Sandy for taking part in, in that conversation. Um, I think it's fabulous to have her involved and it's me, going to be good to see her at Lotusphere this week coming. So on with the rest of this week in Lotus. As usual, we're going to discuss the news that's around the Lotus community this week. First of all, we're joined by Cathy Mandelson of IBM. Hi there, Cathy. Hey, Stuart. How are you doing? Yep, yeah, very, very good. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. How's, how's things with you? You must be into a mad rush and panic before Lotusphere, aren't you? Yeah, kind of 24-7, <laughs> but yeah, it's coming together. Excellent. Well, thanks for taking the time out to join our podcast, and it'll be good to get the inside track from you about some of the social things happening around Lotusphere. Also joined by Paul Withers of Business Partner Intech. Hi there, Paul. Hi, Stuart. So, Paul, you're presenting at Lotusphere this year, aren't you? What sessions are you doing there? I am. I'm doing uh, X Pages Enter the Dojo with David Leedy on Tuesday at 3.30. Excellent. Well, it'll be good. Good session to be at. So make sure all the details for that session are in the show notes. And thanks again for joining us today. Thanks. Okay, Kathy. Um, on, on the topic of Sandy Carter, it must be great to have somebody uh, as high profile as Sandy coming into the Lotus business. And also, you, you're very much involved in, in evangelism, aren't we? Aren't you? And so the social side of things. What's it going to mean having a, a VP of of the Lotus business that that has a, a role to play in the evangelism side? I think it's absolutely wonderful. I've actually worked with Sandy, gosh, probably about 12 years in her different roles in IBM. But she is uh, really big on social media. Uh, she's actually written a book on social media marketing. <laughs> I, I helped contribute and edit one of the chapters for that book a couple years ago. But um, Sandy is very visible, goes to many 
social focused conferences. So um, wonderful to have somebody. I know you guys have been asking us to have more executives who are uh, out and very visible in social. I am sure Sandy will be very visible to our customers and our business partners. And yes, we have. <laughs> and we have an answer to it it's great it's uh, re really excited about her involvement as i said earlier i think it's to me tremendous to, to meet with her face to face at later and ask her a bit about her plans there so darren let, let's kick off um with the the sort of one of the conversations on the blogs this week which is ibm's fourth quarter results um volker uh, weber and a number of others blogged about those ibm have had a, a pretty stellar fourth quarter and they up up 16 percent overall yeah, I think the the overall IBM numbers are pretty phenomenal. Um, one of the shockers is how much revenue is accounted for by services now in the IBM organization. If you go and break down the numbers, I won't bore you here about talking about that. But I, I was kind of surprised how much of the dollars that IBM makes comes out of pure services now. That was kind of shocking. Yeah, and, and, and software group generally seems to have done pretty well. Um, a lot of the brands are well up. WebSphere, for example, is up by 32%. DB2 and information management up by 10 So, um, I mean, it, it seems that IBM's competing pretty well across the software group with, with some of its competitors. Paul, did you see those results? Yes, yeah, I did. Um, it's slightly disappointing about Lotus, but uh, IBM as a whole is uh, seems to be flourishing. As as is normal on these podcasts, I'm going to be the guy way out on a limb here and say, I actually thought the Lotus numbers were pretty good. To be this deep in a recession when the first place to get cut is, is desktop software renewals, which really is a lot of the Lotus stuff, to be only down 3% quarter on quarter, or year on year, I should say, I, I think is pretty phenomenal, especially when you, when you see what happened the the previous four or five quarters where there was some big drops to go only down by three percent and then taking the Kathy's consideration what she just said i i actually think the numbers are not too bad and you've, you've got to understand some of the cash cows inside inside of lotus are not exactly new shiny oh my god i've got to have these products i'm, I'm really thinking domino here you know a lot of the maintenance a lot of the revenue on domino is probably maintenance licenses uh nowadays so you know, you add in that, you add in the forward-looking statements, maybe of what Lotus Live is going to do, and and I don't think it's as bad as everyone was complaining about. I I, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I would echo that actually, and and I think we're in a, an interesting sort of phase in the change in Lotus. I guess is is that if we look back, you know, maybe three or four years, it was very much um, you know Domino-based products that that ruled the roost. We then had the rise of the sort of WebSphere-based connections, Quicker Java, um, and so on products, and then Lotus Live, which is is you know massively growing at the moment, and so kind of at some point those. You know, the focus of the numbers within Lotus is going to shift towards the service-based cloud offerings and some of the other things that IBM's doing looking forward. So I, I think I'd, I'd probably come come back to what you just said, actually, Darren. You know, 3% is not a bad performance there. Um, and, and also, I'm guessing that, that the WebSphere numbers, um, they must do some internal accounting in terms of some of the, the products that are bundled in the Lotus product. So where WAS and DB2 and so on are bundled, I'm sure they get some income from that. So maybe Maybe even if, if Lotus is doing well, some of that additional revenue goes into some of the other pots as well. Yeah, and, and I think that the, the telling number here is going to be Q4 of 2011. So yeah. what happens in 12 months? Are, are, we, are we still flatlined? Hopefully, fingers crossed, it, it's starting to come out of, of the doldrums. You know, and one of the other things that I, that I think Ed has said several times on, on, on Twitter 
is, you know, Microsoft don't even break down whether they're making money on any given product line like this. So it, it's kind of hard to point sticks and say, well, where's all the revenue going? I just think no one, has, in, in the last three years, no one has spent dick on anything. And now it's starting to relax up and they're doing all of the, all of the back, back end server upgrades, the web spheres, the rationals, the DB2s, before they push out and, and get out to the desktop, which is where I think you're going to see the Lotus revenue pick up. And Kathy, I have a question for you, and this is slightly sort of inside baseball, so forgive me for this. But um, within IBM, you have these business units, don't you? So Lotus was traditionally WPLC, um, so I think that's WebSphere Portal and Lotus Collaboration, something along those lines, um, which is kind of different to how you brand the products externally, but it's how you kind of run that business. And then obviously you have WebSphere as a separate business. Are you saying that WebSphere Portal and so on have shifted from being in that WPLC bucket into the WebSphere bucket? No, it's actually heritage um, as far as where the products get accounted for. They are part of the IBM Collaboration Solutions Division, which Sandy and I are in, which looks after Lotus, all of our newer products that are just branded IBM software, and then also all the WebSphere portal, customer experience suite, forms. That all actually gets managed by us, but in because of historic accounting, they haven't changed those tables Externally, some of that's showing up under the WebSphere results. Internally, it's showing up, you know, as far as budgets, execution, results within the division. Interesting. Okay. Oh, I think we need another podcast on this, Darren, at some point to really <laughs> jump into that. I'm I am now, I'm now fully confused yet again. That's my <laughs> default state these days. Well, so, and, you know, over time they may adjust that, but just as far as... Uh, and within Software Group, you've probably seen within the last year, and you'll see you know more and more of this, that uh, really we're trying to focus more on, we have a portfolio of software to help meet people's business needs. And there are a lot of brands over time that have been either organic or purchased into IBM with different branded names under that. So that's where it gets a little confusing because sometimes within IBM, we're managing across multiple brand names because of acquisitions or shifts in uh, how divisions are formed. So uh, really focusing on the IBM software branding is a key focus. And, and, I, and I guess the customer experience suite surfaces on that because that's got pieces from IM, P mm -hmm. SPSS piece, you know, Lotus Connection. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they break that pie out. It's going to be like a trivial pursuit piece. Yep. And you'll see more and more of that. I, I won't ruin it for, for Lotus Sphere, but you know, you're starting to see more and more of our products embedded in other parts of the IBM portfolio, and that's true of their products into ours as far as adding the business capability across the portfolio. And this is something we've been asking for for years, you know, is, is that IBM has such a great suite of different brands and solutions, and, and why don't you make more of them? You know, I remember years ago talking about IBM hardware salespeople not selling software because it was in a different, a different business unit, and it seems like IBM's getting much better at bringing the different brands and different business units together and doing things with them. And of course, Cognos and, and Lotus Connections was something that happened maybe a month or so ago. And as Kathy says, I think we're going to see more of that at Lotus Sphere. So, okay, numbers aren't so bad as perhaps some have made out and, and Software Group and IBM as a whole are doing great. So that's good news. So, Kathy, if we move on to Lotus Sphere 2011, I'm sure some of our listeners that can't be there in Orlando, Orlando are getting a little bit maybe um, crazy with us discussing it all the time, but it really is the big topic of the moment. So um, 
If, if we look at um, Legisphere Online, that's that's come online, uh, I think it was yesterday, we saw emails going out to all the registered attendees. That mm-hmm. that seems like a tremendous new version of Legisphere Online with some stuff and connections and X pages and various other technologies all integrated into that. It must be quite exciting to get that out there and see what people's opinions are. It is, and uh, it was interesting to see a few people get in before uh, <laughs> when they were still testing it too. But yeah, it's up and running now, and it is based on Connections 3.0 and Domino and Pages. So really showcasing a lot of our technology uh, and really providing a way for the attendees to interact not only at the conference, but when they leave the conference as well. And of course, that's that's new for this year, isn't it? In terms of you promising to keep that later online community or whatever going longer, so it's going to be more of a permanent site versus something that disappears a couple of weeks after Lotusphere. Yeah, the, the goal is to have a long-term community for Lotusphere. Um, you will see both Lotusphere online, and you'll see the Lotusphere community as well. That'll be ongoing. Um, we will also be pulling in our regional events. So that the, the conversation, you know, is a global conversation and not just those who've attended uh, in, in Orlando as well. Okay, and as usual, the, the session uh, slides and everything will all be shared through that Lotusphere online site? That's correct. Great. And Paul, have you had a chance to look at this? There's some pretty impressive X pages stuff going on in that site. Yeah, I had a look at it this morning. There's um, some nice X pages stuff around the uh, session agenda that I had a look at um, and... Uh, with uh, some looks like it, the extension library with the uh, tree control widget for uh, navigating through the sessions on a particular day. Uh, it's it's looking good. Yeah, uh, there's some mentions of the X pages mobile controls in there, and certainly the mobile version of the Lotusphere Online site, which you can reach at um, lsonline dot com, isn't it? Slash m. Um, we'll, we'll get you in. Sorry lsonline.info slash m will get you into that mobile site uh, all built around xpages mobile controls it lo- looks really impressive and also Darren I think there's some uh, some new stuff around integrating connections and xpages together as well which has been released on the OpenNTF site um, yeah I, I was kind of surprised when I logged in as, as well along with Paul I was I was shocked and pleasantly surprised it was xpages I, I really like the xpages tree control inside of a session database as well and it looks like some kind of magic has gone on where they've managed to integrate connections and xpages and NSF seamlessly so you can actually tell what you're in and, and when you're in it which I think is, is, is kudos I'd love to know how many man hours that took somebody to do <laughs> I think it's probably yeah uh, I- um, comes back to the the one UI as well. Um, yeah, it may with do, that yeah. being a cross brand, it really makes it seamless. I'm very impressed by that. I think people are going to get a lot from that site. And yeah, there's always the challenge of of what do you do just for the one event uh, versus what's sort of ongoing. But I think the idea that IBM is going to keep this up and and create a community around Lotusphere, which we all know has existed kind of in the real world, but there hasn't really been an on- online version of that. And I think that that's great that that's there. Cathy, um, is there anything particular in, in Lotusphere Online site that you're quite excited about putting out there? Well, what I love is you can actually go in during sessions and capture notes, questions, interact with the people that were in the sessions with you, you know, after the session as well, too. So, uh, you know, a lot of the Connections 3.0 functionality gives you more ability to really use that as, you know, kind of a virtual whiteboard. Yeah, that's great. I, I think there's going to be a lot of interaction around that. Um, it's going to be good. And, of course, something we've discussed quite a bit on this podcast is the the kind of um, 
the highlight of um, location awareness this year. It seems to have come of age in terms of people being more willing to check in places and take part in in location awareness type activities. And of course, there's some news from IBM this time around with with Guala becoming your sort of chosen way of checking in at Losphere. How's that going to work this year? So um, Goala is a, a media sponsor for the event. So we're going to be using their check-in services. Uh, not sure how familiar all of you are with Goala, but they've been uh, doing custom programs for companies like Disney, for like the Sundance Film Festival. And they've done a custom trip program for us. Uh, if you go to Goala and follow Lotusphere on location, those will get published a couple days before the conference. They'll go live so you can bookmark the trips. But it's a fun way to check in in key locations around the conference. There'll be eight badges. When you complete that trip, you'll get a custom Lotusphere pin within your passport in Gowalla. And then you can bring those um, pins by the social cafes. There'll be four social cafes throughout uh, the conference. One right by the elevator down to the Solution Center. One up by the Northern Hemisphere. There's one over in the Swan. And I think the other one's by the, uh, the bus pickup. But uh, once you get those pins, you can come by and actually trade them in for a, a physical item from Goala. We'll have t-shirts and window clings and some fun uh, giveaways that Goala has donated. But uh, a really kind of a fun way to interact and you'll be able to see other people who are checking in where you are. You can post pictures. And within Goala, you can actually check in on Foursquare, on Twitter, on Facebook and Tumblr, all from one check-in. I think that's what's cool about Goala. Goala uses the Foursquare API. so. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, all of your integration points like Chris Miller's stuff, it's, it should be seamless at that point. And, and I, until I spoke to Kathy about this a week or so ago, I had no idea of this trip functionality in Goala. It's, it's really clever. So, um, you know, and, and pretty much wherever you are in the world, there'll be some trips already defined on, on Goala. So go have a look. But, um, you know, it's a number of points that you, um, can check in at on your trip. And once you've completed that trip, you get a badge. And that's true of, you know, trips in London or San Francisco or wherever. Um, and there's quite a number, I think, on the Disney parks as well, Kathy. And then you, you bring that into Lowsphere, which is great. I think it should guide people through the Lowsphere experience as they go it's a yeah, geek and, pub crawl <laughs> and i'll mention um I, you know as you've already found out we're not going to be at the disney parks for our special event on wednesday we'll be over at the or universal with a uh, harry potter but i know a lot of you do buy tickets through uh, hello florida we do have the discount tickets to go to the disney parks and we're sitting there right in the middle of the disney parks so as you said Stuart, um they have the entire disney parks both disney world and disneyland mapped out with custom programs uh, even with some secret tips and things to find. So if you're planning on going over to the Disney parks, I'd definitely uh, use Gowalla to get around and, and then get those tips on you know when to check in on fast path lines, some secret hidden Mickeys and some other fun things that they have built into those trips. That should be fun. I, I, I've been really impressed by the Gowalla um, GUI on the iPhone and iPad and, and I, I, I can really imagine people are going to get get very used to this um, through the Lowsphere session, maybe I'll take away Gowala with them and, and, and use it you know, in their normal daily lives as well. So I think that's a great effort by IBM to bring together that synergy at Lotusphere. Um, something else that, that we've mentioned, Kathy, uh, is your, your plan to loan out cameras at Lowsphere, which is a big new thing, isn't it? How's that going to work? So we will have a sweet tweets booth down on the Solution Center floor, and you'll be able to check out a flip cam. I believe they're going to take ID or some way to basically swap them out. Donna has a little more detail than I do there, but you'll be able to check out a flip cam, go do um, some kind of man on the street video shooting, user generated content, 
and then bring those back and we will be loading those um, into the social media aggregator. So if you have your own flip cams, you're welcome to participate as well. We're really looking for great coverage from throughout the conference and that's why we're adding the flip cam program so people can uh, be uh, their own reporter for us. Paul, Darren, do you imagine getting involved in that? Can you imagine going around doing some interviews and putting them up? You do not want to give me a camera and free beer. <laughs> I can see quite a few of those ending up in kimonos. <laughs> I actually think, I, I didn't see that until I was just scanning down the show notes. I'm like, actually, that's that's a pretty good idea. You know, because every year we, we start to see more and more movies get, get kind of mashed together and appear out on YouTube. And it's a bit like the wedding idea where you put the disposable cameras on everyone's tables and just let them have at it. So I think it's actually a, quite a good idea. I'm not sure if I need to pick one up, but there should be a rule about me not being able to give me one. <laughs> I will warn them. You'll be on the do not look list. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's a tremendous new idea from the team uh, around Lacefair. So I think that's going to be really good fun. So look out for that when you get to Lacefair. Um, something else that came out in the last 24 hours was Matt Gadera posted the... Um, final list of speed geeking sessions so for those that haven't taken part in speed geeking that's a one hour slot at loads for actually an hour and a half it takes but an hour of presentations and the idea is you have 12 stations where they um where you have 12 individual speakers give out a five minute pitch uh, you as a group go around and listen to all 12 of them and of course there's a free bar to uh, to help you along the way too so um darren did you see this list and any any names hop out at you from the list of speed geeking sessions you disappeared i did it clashes with my show and tell session so that's why i'm not on there so uh, is, that, is that why sharon bellamy's doing it now yeah so our, our good friend sharon bellamy is presenting on, on lotus connections um customization so she's on the list and there's some other good folks like chris tui and um uh yancy len is there and many others as well so i think it's a really good range of sessions on that list and, and to give people an idea, what happens is, is, the, is the organizer creates groups of people and you, the group then goes to one of the 12 stations for like five minutes and, and, and you keep moving that way. Uh, it always kind of reminds me of the, the tours you see where going around Rome or London or somewhere like that where you, you've got the tour guide and they're trying to get all of the people lined up around the one person so they can talk. Uh, but it really is an, a, a good session. You learn an awful lot in five minutes. You'd be surprised. That's right. And Paul, uh, your good friend David Leedy is on the list as well, doing an X-Pages session, The Red Pills. That, that looks a good one to see. Yes, yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing that myself. Have you been part of Speed Geeking before? Not as a presenter, no. Um, I attended the Speed Geeking at ILUG, which was very good. That was even more intense. That came down to three and a half minutes for a oh, presentation at one point. <laughs> that was manic. Um, but yes, you learn so much stuff about topics that you wouldn't normally have a look at. Um, so it's, it's a great session to get involved in. So, so what do you do in a three and a half minute X page speed geeking? You, you tell people how to spell X page and that's about it? <laughs> <laughs> I think Matt White did one on uh, Dojo Dialogues uh, so, and how to use those. So, That's uh, yes. And the thing I like about the lineup this time around is it's traditionally been very um, sort of geeky tech sessions, and this time there's some some good <clears throat> other topics covered. Like Devin Olson is covering uh, how to work from home and some of the tips in terms of doing that well. Uh, Yancy Lentz talking about how Planet Lotus came about, how it works, how to use it. Um, also, some some sessions on um, 
productivity from Eric Mack and social adding business value from from Bruce Elgort. So that that's a really good range of different sessions. I think that's going to be a, a good one to be at. Speaking takes place on Tuesday, 6 p.m. Uh, in the Dolphin Pacific Hall. So make sure that's on your agenda if you've not done speaking before. And um, also on the Lotosphere topic, uh, we went, already mentioned Yancy Lent. He's uh, posted an idea uh, about sort of a day or so ago about vendor bingo, um, and, and that's an idea that um, that the uh, vendors will have um, those uh, unique little identifiers, little sort of barcode type um, codes that you can go and read in with your mobile phone, go around all the different vendors taking part in that and then obviously uh, shout bingo when you get all of those and go collect a prize as well. Um, did any of you see this idea from Yancy? Yeah, I think it's a good idea to get people to attend booths. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the little Q code thing, right? That's what it yeah. is, where you scan in a Q code. And, and you know, Pretty much every mobile device now will scan Q codes in, so it's not a not a big deal to actually find a device capable. I think it d- depends on how much the vendors want to invest to make sure people turn up to booth. And you know, you've kind of got to be careful about people who are just running around scanning them in so they get a prize. That would be me, by the way. I'll just fess up. <laughs> That's right. I think the showcase is is, is um, going to be a good place to be this year. Looking at the list of exhibitors on the um, Lotusphere website, there's a good number of people there. I, I think it's going to be a, a really busy area to be. So make sure you make it down to the, the showcase, and I hope that Jancy's idea does get off the ground. Uh, a couple more things to highlight on the Lotusphere topic. Um, there's the Great Geek Challenge, which has been organised by the Nerd Girls uh, on Tuesday evening again in uh, Kimonos. So what, what better place to go for a session or an event than Kimonos? Um, that's a, a basically a quiz. Anybody's invited to take part. As I say, it's hosted by the Nerd Girls, but it's open to actually anybody to be part of that. Just to kind of turn up on the day, form a team, and, and off you go. So, and I'm the biggest geek I know, so if I don't win this or my team doesn't win this, this is fixed. How okay. funny. And there's also a Nerd Girl panel that um, both Sandy and Kristen will be on. So uh, encourage people to drop by that too as far as panels. Yeah. That'll be good. And and the Nurgos, I think, has been one of the, the major sort of highlights of the last three Lotus Fears or so. They you know, started small with just a boff, I think, the first year, and, and it's gradually grown into sort of more of a movement. And I know they have some long-running things going on, like a Skype chat that, that any um, women in IT or in the Lotus community can join in. Um, and it's, it's great, the work they're doing. I, I think they're really highlighting um, the different needs of women in IT. And, and, and guys... Being... Oh, go ahead, Paul. Sorry, it's also uh, appearing at a lot of lugs as well. So it's great to see it really getting out into the community. And and it's not just for girls. I think it's worth these panels, the guys going to see, you know, maybe the mistakes we make on a daily, hourly or minute by minute basis <laughs> <laughs> in our work lives. Because I, I actually learned quite a lot out of it when I, when I sat in the back of one. I don't go anywhere near the front because I'll, I'll, <laughs> have, I'll have a target on it. Yes, I, I I know when to fight my battles, and the front of a nerd good pound is not the place to fight my battles. Uh, but I, I I strongly suggest male nerd girls, if that's what I want to call them, uh, attend as well. I think it's useful for for us. And and I I've been to a few of those, and it's also an interesting discussion if you have daughters that are kind of growing up and maybe thinking of a career in IT or or deciding where they want to go next. Um, there's certainly been some really good tips in terms of how you might encourage them down a, a more scientific um, career choice than perhaps they, they would do otherwise. So again, interesting discussions. Make sure you take part in those. So thanks for bringing that up, Kathy. Um, and lastly, th- th- there's a um a, a certain 
type of sense of humour that uh, certain members of the Lotus community have. Um, Steve McDonough is is just a gem of the Lotus community in terms of some of the things he comes up with. Um, and he's uh, uploaded a post about buzzword bingo. Um, and so it's well worth having a look at that post. We'll have a link in the show notes. I don't know who added that to the, the list of topics for today. Has anybody seen that? Uh, that was it, me, yes. Yeah, there's some, uh, there's some gems on there. Th- there is some classic one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> Fullness of time, statement in time, is too expensive to QA. I'm not sure we'll hear that one. So Let's I'll... take that offline. It's probably my favorite. <laughs> so, so we won't read any more of those out, but well worth having a look. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Darren, something else uh, of note at Lotusphere is, of course, uh, this podcast is going live at Lotusphere on uh, Wednesday evening. We've got all the details um, booked for that now. It's 5.45 to 6.45 in the Swan Pelican on Wednesday. Are you looking forward to that? I am, and a special thank you goes to Kath on the, on the podcast because she, she helped make this possible. Um, I don't think we blackmailed anyone for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all did it out of their own, own goodness they of their heart. So, you know, thank you to IBM for making this possible. It's going to be, what, a 120, 130 room, per person room? Is that what I hear? That's right. Roughly that number of seats. I think we'll probably take a few standing as well. Um, so it's, it really is going to be a, a, you know, first come, first served event. Um, there's some boffs and things going on at the same time, but. Uh, it's well worth heading across to the Swan and seeing if you can get into the session. It's going to be a, a stellar panel. Uh, we've already mentioned, Kathy. thank you so much for helping to organise this. You're also taking part in the panel that day, which would be wonderful. Well, you're welcome. And, yep, adding it to my calendar, and I'll, I'll be there, and then we'll all head off to uh, Universal Studios after that. Exactly. It'd be a good way to start the party night at Lotusphere. Also, uh, agreed to be on that panel, Mary Beth Raven, uh, Bruce Elgort, Paul Mooney, um, a, a, a favourite from Lotusphere's of past that, uh, somebody who's had left Lotus but clearly knows the Lotus community extremely well, Alan Lepofsky, and possibly a couple of others as well. So that's going to be a, a stellar panel, a really good session. We'll be taking questions from the floor. We'll be trying to include you, the audience, as well. So, uh, look forward to that. It's, again, it's Wednesday, 5.45. Uh, it's in Ben's um, Lotusphere database, so make sure that's on your agenda. One um, of the posts that uh, was highlighted to me on Planet Lotus this week is something that Carl Tyler of Apelio uh, uploaded, which is um, Raid Explained in Water Coolers. And I'm looking forward to a, a series of different things being explained via water coolers. <laughs> um, uh, a good thing to do. Did you see this, Darren? It was excellent. It, this, this describes, in layman's terms, via water coolers, exactly what disk redundancy via RAID is. And, and I like the post, A, because it's funny, but B, if you actually go through the site that Carl posts to, you actually see people arguing that that's not the best way to describe RAID using a water cooler. You need more water coolers or you need less water coolers or that's just wrong, you don't understand RAID. <laughs> So to see all the geeks really arguing amongst each other when, at the end of the day, it's using water coolers, uh, that, that really made me laugh this week and kind of took the pressure off for a couple of minutes. So we're looking forward to X pages explained with water coolers next. <laughs> Domino transaction login. <laughs> It's, I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure it is. Okay. Um, and Paul, something you've been involved in, which has been in the news recently, is the Xcast. Now, this is a, a podcast that launched a year or so ago with with Tim and Stefan doing it. And, and now you've joined the team with David Leedy as well. Yes, I have. Yes. Yeah, we were in negotiations a few months ago about bringing it back. And 
uh, recorded the first session a few weeks ago and it came out last week. And how have you enjoyed the, the podcast experience of taking part in building that building it up? It's it's good as as I'm sure you're aware it's a lot of work um but uh, it's rewarding and it's it's an opportunity to give something back to the community of XPages developers and there are more and more of them uh, coming out there there's a lot of XPages sessions um at Lotusphere as we covered in the uh, podcast um and so it's it's obviously a very vibrant area um for discussion and well worth a podcast and, and Stuart's upset because this is one of a few podcasts he doesn't MC. <laughs> no, I'm very, very happy to have others doing it. No, You'll he's... have to be a guest. <laughs> on next pages, Stuart? <laughs> well, I know about next pages can be written on the back of a postage stamp. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a very short interview. So, uh, but you mentioned, Paul, that, that you went through the um, uh, the sessions at Lotusphere on that uh, on that latest podcast. There's a huge number of X pages related sessions at Lotusphere. It's really a, a hot topic. There are, yes, yeah. We covered um, some that quite a number of sessions that only touch tangentially on X pages, uh, but there's there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, everything from um, building extensions with X pages right. Th- back to the very basics of um, the XPages uh, introduction that Tim Clark and uh, Matt White are doing. Yeah. So there's, there's plenty for everyone. Great. And of course, also on the XPages topic, David Leedy's cheat sheet looks like it's going to be updated. I saw a post from him saying that it will be available at Lotusphere. Uh, have you used that cheat sheet? I, I saw some of the uh, early drafts of it as well. Uh, it's There's some great stuff on there um, and uh, I also suggested a few topics to include on there. Um, it's it's a wonderful cheat sheet and, and great kudos to David uh, for getting involved in that um, and also uh, f- to the uh, community members at IBM for uh, uh, helping distribute Economy. it. <laughs> And, and, la- and lastly, on next page, of course, we've got the book coming out as well that we've been waiting for for a while. Looks like that's going to be available in the next week or so. Yes, yeah. And uh, there's a signing session, I think, Monday afternoon at Lotusphere. Um, so uh, that's that's going to be uh, a very good book. I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. And Darren, did you see there's going to be a quicker book available at Lotusphere as well? Uh, I was going to mention that at the end because I don't think I've got a tip yet. So <laughs> still on my tip that I don't have. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, but what I was, was going to ask, uh, Paul, I'm going to put you on the spot is, what is the frequency of the podcast? We haven't really uh, defined that yet. It's not going to be weekly. Um, but yeah, I would uh, we're looking at, um, at at least uh, monthly. Okay. And we may well be having a session from Lotusphere as well. Uh, and uh, if anyone has any ideas for topics that they'd like us to cover, by all means, let us know. There'll be a link in the show notes to our bios, um, which has all our contact details. So by all means, uh, drop us a line if, if there's a particular topic you'd like us to cover. Everything from beginner on X pages through to advanced. We'd like to cover anything that's going to be of interest to any of the listeners. And, and swinging back around to Stuart's comment, that there, there, there does seem to be a prevalence of, of, of books 
either just published or coming out in Lotus View or maybe coming out just after. You know, we've had the, the Lotus Notes user book. We've had the upgrade books for notes. We've got the X pages book. We've got Tom and Marie's same time user. And then I know Tom and Marie and Gab Davis, I think this is public. Or if it's, it's about it to be. Okay. They, they, they're doing a, a same time administration book. And then, you know, we, as Stuart said, we, we've got a quicker book that's being written by a few IBMers and Keith Brooks. And I, I don't exactly know who else is on that list. Um, so, you know, the, the dark days of, oh, just go to the wikis may, may well be coming to an end. And we might actually have a book I can put on my bookshelf. Which, which but, is tremendous news. And the idea of going into Waterstones or Borders or wherever and seeing you know, a lot of Lotus books there is just great. Okay, uh, just looking at who wrote that book. Uh, David Bird and a number of others are involved in that quicker book as well. So we'll make sure all those details are in the show notes. There's some, some great content in that book. So, um, once again, good, good effort by those guys to uh, get that out there. Um, something that came up in the, um, the notes design blog run by Mary Beth and her team was the number of patents that that team have, have managed to get um, awarded in 2010. Over, uh, I think it's 26 patents that, that that team has put out, which is just astonishing for such a small team and in really interesting areas as well. Well, I think I, IBM, in, in certain levels at IBM, I think patents are very important to either job satisfaction or promotion <laughs> capabilities. So you either love patents or you hate them. I, I, I have my own opinions, which I won't voice here, but I do think it's a good sign that the user experience team have have so many from 2010. I just hope whatever they're patenting, and I haven't been out and read them, but whatever they're patenting, I hope they make it into a product because what one, one thing you've never heard about R6 or R5 or R7 of notes is, wow, they must have won a lot of patents for that user interface design. So I'm hoping that we're going to continue the, the exploration of, of making notes, quicker connections, all of that, stellar user interfaces for users. Because at the end of the day, that's what these products are used by, not like by people like us. And it's hard looking at the list on, on Mary Beth's blog to, to sort of know exactly what they are, I guess, without going through and actually looking at the um, the patent in detail. Things like managing a communication availability status. That, that doesn't give too much away. <laughs> um, I, I guess uh, looking at those in detail, we might see what's going to come up later. Well, I, I read that and I just figured someone had patented me putting my hand up and waving. <laughs> Maybe so, maybe so. There's certainly a lot of patents out there. And of course, IBM has, has recently set a record. Uh, they've topped 5,000 patents last year. Uh, you know, we, we've probably both seen a number of slides at IBM presentations where they talk about the number of patents they've, they've been awarded being more than, say, the top five other companies uh, in the tech industry. Um, but it's just astonishing that IBM took 50 years to receive their first 5,000 patents and now they're doing 5,000 in a single year. It's fairly phenomenal, the, the amount of research and development that's going on inside IBM. Yep. Yeah, and the innovation. And really, a company as large as we are on a global basis, you know, patents are very important as far as taking that innovation and really being able to integrate it into the products and having being able to, we even have groups that uh, work with other companies on how to uh, take some of those patents integrated into their products or even helping companies with their own patent process, Absolutely. sharing that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And of course, the, the user design team is going to be at Lotus there in Dolphin Asia for, uh, I always find the UX lab uh, one of the most exciting to visit because you can really get to speak to the developer, uh, sorry, the user interface designers, you know, face to face and really give them some feedback on some of the products that you use. 
Um, next thing on the news item is Symphony. We we had a, a podcast all about Symphony 3 when it was released at the back end of 2010. Uh, there's now a update for that, which is Symphony Fix Pack 1. Um, anybody seen that? Yeah, I, I, I found it today. I can't remember how I found it. I think somebody from Turkey had posted on Plant Lotus and I couldn't read the post. So I went and just Googled it and sure enough, Fix Pack 1 was released. Um, I, I, I still like Symphony 3 despite having to use it for my show and tell. You know, once you get to a certain number of slides, it becomes difficult to use. But I, I still like it because of the price. Um, and in other good news, I, I, while I was looking for Fixback 1, I also saw that the, the quicker connector for Symphony 3 has been released. Um, and it supports literally every version of Quicker and Fiverr Looks at every version of, of Symphony. The only downside is, for some reason, I can't install it. So I need to go figure out why I can't install it. Uh, but that's good news because uh, I did beat somebody up and I'm forgetting who I beat up about this on the podcast a few weeks ago, a few months ago. And they said the connector would be out, be out before the end of the year. And it looks like it was released December 14th. So I just missed it. Okay. Is, is that for the Mac and Linux as well? Uh, no, it's. I think the spec said Windows XP, Vista, and seven. So it's only for seven. And because there's no connectors for Mac or Linux, I don't think you'd get a Symphony connector. Hint, no, hint, cough, cough. No, <laughs> I wasn't imagining it would be, but I thought it was worth asking. That's <laughs> cool. It's another question to ask. Ask the developers at later. Ask there. the product managers. That's oh, yeah. one. That's, that's <laughs> ask the product manager question. That one. And a couple of last news items. Um, this week, the first tranche of Lotus Awards were announced. Uh, there's going to be another set um, that are announced at Lotusphere. Um, winners included Solanis Ascendant uh, a couple of times, actually. Two different awards. iEnterprises, Trilog Group, Polycom, and Fritz and Massiol, I think is how that's pronounced. Um, some other good finalists as well, like Applicable in the UK, Tungle, Prolifics, and more. So, well done to all that group um, of folks that entered the awards and, and obviously one or were shortlisted for them um i look forward to seeing some of those uh, products at lotusphere being demoed and i'll mention Stuart; those are in lotusphere online and then there are still a good number of awards that have not yet been announced in fact i was a judge for the open source category um, but if you look in your lotusphere online you'll see all the current winners and you'll see the categories that are still to come and those again will be announced as well at lotusphere and of course congratulated on site but congratulations to all the winners Great. Okay, we'll link to the the um, the place in in Lotusphere Online where that's available. That's great. Thank you, Kathy. Um, and last thing, uh, connections administration tool is something that I've been asking for uh, for a good long while. A GUI for managing Lotus connections, uh, sort of in a centralised way. Um, Luis Benitez um, blogged about this this week. It's a product by Time to Act Group. Uh, which they've made available. It's a, a GUI for going in and managing all the different aspects of Lotus Connections all from the one place, which is just what's needed. So again, we'll have a link to that in the show notes. If you're using Lotus Connections 2.5 or 3, that's definitely worth a look. And anybody that's used it knows you need to go and get this administration tool. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll, we'll make sure we cover that in, in our connection session at Lotusphere as well, because uh, I think a lot of people need to be made aware of that. So um, that's the news for this week. Uh, we've run through that quite quickly. I hope you've enjoyed uh, covering that with us. As usual, we finish this podcast with a tip from each of our panellists, uh, a topic, a site, a product, a feature that they uh, can recommend to other people um, and to you, the listeners. So Darren, do you want to kick us off? In what has to be my latest ever tip, I just literally typed it in, <laughs> is go buy the books. Even if you're not at Lotusphere, if you're not at the bookstore, all of these Lotus 
backed books or the notes user guide, the same time user guide. If you have any of these things in your environment, go buy the book because that shows the publishers. It shows shows the book houses that hey, there is a market here, uh, and and the more we can buy, and I'm not saying buy crap books. You know, only buy them if they're good and useful to you. But but go go invest in what our education future could be. And and if one takes your fancy like the X Pages book, pony up the cash. Go get it. If you time it right, there's coupons for 10 and 20% off uh, and, and all that good stuff. But I want to I especially say kudos to Packet as well because they seem to be really driving this from, from a publisher side. They are, yeah. I think three of the last few books have all been from Pack Publishing and they seem to be putting you know, the money where their mouth is in terms of getting these books out there. So well done to, to that publisher. Kathy, do you have a tip for us? Yeah, I would say uh, whether you're going to be at the conference or not at the conference, make sure you go to ibm.com slash social slash Lotusphere. Uh, for those of you that are at the conference, uh, make sure if you have a blog, you've registered your blog, uh, that'll pull it into the aggregator and you'll see that showcased throughout the conference. If you're not going to be there, this is the first year we're going to be live streaming the keynotes, um, interviews. We mentioned the, the Flipcam program. That's the place you're going to be able to see what's going on at Lotusphere if you're not there uh, and, and see the Twitter feed, the pictures. So whether you're there or not there, uh, make sure that you've gone out to ibm.com slash social slash Lotusphere and taken a look at that, participated in that. And if you're on Twitter, the hashtag is LS11. Brilliant. That's a great summary. Thank you, Kathy. I'm really impressed by that site and the idea of, you know, the um, the open general session and the other major keynotes being streamed is just such a good one. Uh, so I'm sure people will appreciate that this year. And Paul, what's your tip? My tip is uh, a um, event that's coming up. Um, it's not Lotusphere. It's after Lotusphere. Uh, it's um, and please forgive my pronunciation if it's wrong. Entwickler Camp. Um, that's the 21st to the 23rd of February in Gelsenkirchen in Germany. Uh, there's lots of great speakers there. Maureen Leland is doing the keynote, uh, and there are absolutely uh, masses of X-Pages sessions, uh, and I'm going to be presenting two of them there on the Monday and Tuesday. Okay, that's great. And we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes. Um it's a session, it's a uh, event I've heard a lot about in the past. Um, I didn't know it's coming up so soon after Lotusphere. So make sure people are aware of that, particularly if you're, you're in Germany. That's a good one to attend. Thank you, Paul. My, my tip this week is actually not so much a tip, but more of a request. Um, as usual, when I go to the US on business, I tend to need some kind of uh, 3G data when traveling and so on. And so um, I wonder whether anybody can give us some tips for um, 3G data uh, SIM cards you can pick up maybe at the airport or else somewhere near Lotusphere that would allow um, data to be used at a decent cost, maybe a bundle of, say, 2 gig of data or something like that. So if anybody has any suggestions for folks that travel in from abroad uh, to get data while they're traveling in the US, it would be really good to um, to have those. So maybe you could leave a comment on the This Week in Lotus uh, site. That would be great. So thank you again to um, folks for taking part. Kathy, how would people find you if they want to follow you or speak to you during the week? Oh, there's lots of ways, but probably the easiest way is um, at Kat Mandelstein on Twitter. That I've got that on my iPhone and uh, check it pretty regularly. So uh, if you need to track me down, that's great. Or Lotusphere Online, of course. Of course, yeah. Make sure you've got your profile up to date on there. And that's a good tip for everybody, actually. Make sure you go on and update your profile so people know how to track you down during Lotusphere. And Paul, how do people find you? 
Uh, email is pwithers at intech.co.uk. Uh, on Twitter and uh, Skype, I'm Paul S. Withers. Um, and uh, there'll be a link on the website uh, on the show notes to my blog. There is indeed. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for taking part. And Darren, how do people track you down? blog.darrenduke.net for all things technical and Darren Duke, all one word for my 140 character Twitter rants. However, I've been pretty silent lately and just sitting back and watching all the cat fights. <laughs> You've done better than me then. I tend to get involved. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Um, I'm Stuart McIntyre. Check me down on Twitter uh, at Stuart McIntyre. So thank you, Kathy. Thanks for taking part. Look forward to seeing you in Orlando. Looking forward to seeing you guys too. Okay, and Paul, thank you so much. Looking forward to your sessions in Orlando. I might actually learn something about X-Pages. So that would be good. Thank you, and looking forward to both of your sessions as well. Good. And Darren, good to speak to you again. Uh, speak to you next week. Bye-bye, bye. everybody. Bye. Bye. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. This Week in Lotus is sponsored by TomTom. Check out the brand new TomTom FireLive 120 with built-in HD traffic, speed cameras, hands-free calling and much more. Details are at thisweekinlotus.com slash TomTom.